standing by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. It's crazy to think that 2022 is over almost one week away, and we are about to kick off show number 52 for 2022. If you've missed any of those shows, you can hear them inside the My Country 95.5 app on demand. Big show today. We're talking small game. We're talking ice fishing and mule deer. Let's get to it. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. <laughs> Country 95.5. Filming, hooking, and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. All right, Janet, we are back. We are in December, and I uh, can't believe we're about finished with 2022. So we have some uh, end-of-year cleanup to do. And one thing that we wanted to chat with Brian Olson about is small game hunting because there may be some families getting together for the holidays and uh, heading out and doing some game hunting or just taking the kids out to get them used to that outdoors is something very special. I think you're right, Drew. Traditionally, I think the the families that are able to get together and get out really enjoy this time of year because you have the bird hunting, you have a lot of the small game hunting, and and it really is a fun opportunity. And and like we were talking about off the air, some great recipes to use for some squirrels and some rabbits or maybe a checker or two. So so really kind of fun to to get out with the family and with the kids. And and Brian can give us a few tips on what we need to do. Yeah, I think uh, the holiday season, holiday weekend, long weekends, and the kids out of school is a great opportunity to go spend some time outdoors. And a lot of folks around, you know, the central Wyoming do a lot of rabbit hunting, um, maybe a little bit of squirrel hunting, but I think rabbit hunting is probably more common. And, um, you know, a lot of people worry about, you know, what do you really need to, to go rabbit hunting? But I, I think, you know, if the kids haven't had hunter safety, it's okay. They can, the parents can be a mentor and they can go online and and uh, get signed up for that so even if your kid doesn't have hunter safety you can still take them rabbit hunting and if you have any problems with that just call your game and fish office and we help to help you out you know walking through that but there's a lot of places around casper you know a lot of public land there's even some private landowners that would you know allow you to come out and you know take a, a few rabbits and take them and cook them up you know we had talked a little bit earlier about the fact that some people may get a little sketchy or, or nervous about going up on Casper Mountain and, and hunting, but there are some areas there that are also available for that small game hunting and even turkey hunting at this point. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, you know, you know, Casper Mountain, a lot of people think about in the wintertime, maybe doing some skiing or downhill cross-country skiing, uh, maybe some snowmobile and things like that. But there's opportunities where there's some access available up there to do, um, you know, squirrel hunting or rabbit hunting up there. And like I say, if you're not familiar with places up there, you know, just, you know, ask your local game warden, come to the office. We can help you out on some locations. And, you know, uh, turkey season's open in Natrona County and Converse County until the end of the year. So the, probably the best thing to do there is if you don't know have a place to go turkey hunting but still want to maybe harvest a turkey, you can come to the office or give us a call and we'll help you out on some locations close to town that maybe you'll get lucky. And we do have to reiterate the uh, fact that downtown Burling, uh, Casper is not 
a good place for you to go turkey hunting during the holiday season either. It seems so easy, doesn't it? It's just like they stand there right in the middle of the road waiting for you, just giving you the look. But no, you're accurate. Make sure that you follow all the rules and regulations when you're you're out um, hunting. And, you know, some of the, the things that we talked about with like rabbits, um, don't be discouraged this year. It might be a little bit uh, lower if you don't see, see any out there. The population has been down over the last several years, and we're hoping that it starts kicking back up soon. But sometimes those things can be difficult to find. They're not as easy as the turkeys on 13th and Walcott. So, so keep that in mind as you're out looking around this year. Brian, if mom and dad maybe are thinking about getting little junior his first 22 or, or shotgun for you know, Christmas coming up, what's a, a good idea if they want to start the kid out doing small game hunting and, and not large game hunting at this point? Well, I think it's a great way to get kids involved in the outdoors and, you know, getting their kid there, you know, their first 22, they make them, in, you know, even in really short, like the little chipmunk, you know, 22s, they can pick those up locally at the sporting goods stores in town. Um, they're a really good starter, you know, rifle to have for a, a young adult. Um, and somebody that wants to get involved in the outdoors, which I think is great. And I think um, rabbit hunting is the best way to start. I mean, it's one of those things where you can go out there and in a location where there's nobody else around. And you can also do some target shooting while you're out there. You know, and it's one of those things where if you just don't feel comfortable of knowing where to go, I mean, just give us a call. We'd be glad to help you out in places where you can actually have those fun events with your family. And also, you know, maybe mom and dad don't have a lot of experience with hunting. Reaching out to Game and Fish and, you know, getting up with them to get a little info and and learn about it yourself is probably a good idea before you just give the kid a 22. I totally agree. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, safety, but also it comes best from your family. Even if you're, you know, not really experienced with it, if you don't have any gun safety experience, maybe we can hook you up with somebody, maybe a neighbor or a friend or even somebody else that we can suggest you to to uh, take your go out with you so you can actually, those kids can have a, a good experience um, for their first time out hunting. It's a great way to keep your kids off the uh, computers and phones and video games as, uh, as they're all out of school for the holiday season. So get out and do some small game hunting. Brian, thanks. You bet. Wyoming to Wyoming, hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. All right, Brian, so today being Christmas Day means everybody's kind of kicked back, relaxed, and uh, maybe enjoying the, uh, the their festivities and opening gifts that a lot of people stopped in here. I know you guys have been busy. Uh, last time uh, we kind of sat around and did this, the cars were all over the parking lot. Yeah, we had a, a really busy week, sold lots of gift cards and uh, anticipation of uh, everybody coming in this next week using them. Uh, how's it looking for after Christmas? Is it pretty stocked up still? Yeah, you know, this is the kind of the time of year where we start kind of transitioning from the, the giftable stuff to more of our, you know, coyote season, ice fishing, hoping for warmer weather, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're not even really fully into full-on winter yet, so we know that cold weather is still going to happen, and, you know, we've had that little snap this past week, and, and that's destined to uh, to happen here soon. Yeah, and that, that cold snap last week really helped with local ice conditions, so, uh, you know, I think guys will, will be able to be out on the ice a little bit safer, but, uh, you know, having the right right equipment and making sure that, you know, you're 
your ice fishing trip, whether it's you know with you and your buddies or your family, is is a safe one. Now we were talking uh, a few weeks ago about coyote hunting, and now that a lot of the bigger games are kind of winding down with just a, a little bit of elk left, uh, going out coyote hunting hunting is a, a full day's exciting day. Actually, go out and you just kind of hover around and, and wait for these coyotes to come in. But calls and you know sounds and scents all are available here. Yeah, we've got, we carry a lot of the uh, like Lucky Duck and uh, Primos calls for the coyotes, and alone with a bunch of handheld calls like Dan Thompson's and that kind of stuff. And then uh, you know one of the more popular you know, coyote calibers has been a 22-250, and so we've got good stock of rifles and uh, an okay stock of uh, ammunition right now. Maybe you're gonna do something small game, uh, which is you know a possibility. I've seen lots of rabbits lately, which is a good sign, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't see them the day I go out hunting. <laughs> Your luck is the same as mine, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get in here and check it out. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And do remember, we mentioned that uh, we had that cold snap last week, and if maybe you felt holes in your boots or your gloves weren't holding up, to come in and get stocked up with all the cold weather gear that you're going to need too, because that's really important to stay safe. Right. Yeah, and uh, especially if you're uh, heading out to Pathfinder and you got yourself a nice little ice hut, you know, a good Mister Heater uh, will will make you last a full day. And it'll really enjoy it too that way. <laughs> right. I mean, nobody wants to go sit out on a block of ice without something like that. Yeah, and Pathfinder can be rough anyways with the wind. So a, a good ice shelter and uh, a heater and uh, and go have some fun. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My country, 95.5. Well, Ryan, we were just talking about the fact that ice fishing is full on now. We've we've got good ice at a lot of areas around here. Boyson, I know, has had good ice. Uh, Keyhole has good ice, but uh, there was an issue up at Keyhole just not long ago where uh, some folks fell in. Yeah, it wasn't a very good situation. I think, you know, guy guy fell through and help was coming headed his way in the meantime he was able to to get himself back on the ice but the uh, individuals that were coming to assist him uh, didn't make it right and I believe they were on an ATV or they had an ATV and they were going to to help out and and it took uh, a couple of days, I think, before they they found them, and and that's that's a big a big downer with uh, Christmas coming up. It was, you know, really kind of a, a hard time. But uh, we've stressed a lot about safety when it comes to the the ice and the thickness of ice, and um, you know, it's it's hard to really be consistent with the ice because it could the wind could be different over here than over there. So you really got to pay attention. Yeah, and every lake's a little bit different. You know, you you might jump on on and on the you know, maybe 30 feet off the shore, you might have eight inches, but, you know, you go out another 100 yards and all of a sudden drops down to three and then back up to six. And so sometimes you see some pretty inconsistent, you know, patterns with these, uh, with our reservoir systems on the ice. And so um, you just have to be real cautious. I mean, you just, you know, it's, it's hard to think that you know, you can just take a side-by-side or a vehicle on the ice and drive right. anywhere you want, and um, you just have to be ready and expect the unexpected. You know, you and I were, were talking earlier that I don't feel comfortable walking on four inches of ice, but that's what they say you need for the human body to be able to be held up. Uh, eight inches if you're going to have that side-by-side or, or ATV. So, right. I mean, you really think about eight inches of ice that's a lot of ice you got to have before you can get out on that stuff and and there are folks that get a little brave when it comes to that yeah there's a, there's a handful of those early bird uh, guys that want to be the first on first on the ice and you know try to get those those early fishing uh you know 
scenarios in and you know i mean i know guys that get out there in two inches of ice and it certainly isn't me um but i think you know a lot of those guys are kind of planning you know like they've they've got float float suits or they've got um you know the equipment that they would need to get mm-hmm. back off the ice but it, there's really just no reason to chance that there's there's a lot of uh, areas of the of the state you know especially like boys and reservoir where it gets cold there the first the quickest i think and so in general for good ice conditions you know boys and could be one of the better lakes to to go go after but even at that there's there's still some spots at, at boys and that might have some some warm water you know scenarios or right. methane pockets or whatever they call them now and uh and then there's you know those other areas where when that ice starts um heaving and it'll leave a big ice crack and so you know best practice is just to stay away from that stuff we uh, were up uh, up around boise not long ago and the temperatures was negative two but there was open water so mm-hmm. it hadn't been around that but the difference in temperature between uh, boise and and casper was 44 degrees it was 44 when i got back here so you know if you're not sure of ice thickness over there it's right. really important to check that weather to make sure that it's somewhere and you know yeah and i had a friend uh, that was down at uh, glendo last week and he got down there about i think it was 1 30 in the morning and drove basically down all those the main lake uh boat ramps and you could still see and hear open water splashing and ended up driving back around to the back side of the lake and uh set up camp over there and was uh, in one of the bays that had you know six or eight six or eight inches and when the sun came up the entire lake had capped over and he could actually go to the edge of where that six or eight inches was and actually crystal clear ice and drilled down and through two inches of ice that just formed overnight wow so wow yeah so, i mean it can happen quick but again you can't be don't be fooled by you know just because it looks like it's capped over, that it's going to be good ice all the way through. Right. Well, and, and I was reading, uh, I think it was Game and Fish, that said four inches of clear ice is, is good ice to walk on. Right. But if it's clear cl- or it's uh, cloudy, then it needs to be eight inches because it's just not that good of ice. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's just the thawing and freezing and then maybe there's air pockets that kind of get in mm-hmm. there. You know, Pathfinder is notorious for wind and sand going in there. So not only does it dull your blades on your auger, but... But um, sometimes it doesn't create the best ice conditions as well. So making sure you you check in on that and, and, you know, it's worth it to measure twice. You know, I mean, really, it is. Well, and we did we did read earlier that it takes 100 inches to support Godzilla. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you ever see Godzilla out and he's on the ice, it's it's safe. Yeah, safe safe to go. (laughs) go. (laughs) So uh, we are towards the the end of of the year and, you know, fired up with all the the ice that's going to happen. There are some big ice derbies and fishing derbies that are going to happen here pretty soon. Yeah, we've got um, the, uh, let's see, Ocean Lake is coming up on January, I think, 13th and 14th. Uh, I'm not sure when the uh, boys in tournament is. We, we hadn't confirmed that, but I think it's maybe that weekend of the 28th, 29th. And then the 34th annual Hog Derby up at Pathfinder is going to be held on February 4th and 5th. So lots of opportunities. And and obviously we'll uh, give you more information on that. But if you want to get out and start checking out that ice and, you know, getting your updated new equipment, come on by and check them out. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome in, and we are back on... Um, 
Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Today, we're joined by one of our uh, close buddies. Uh, been on the show quite a bit since the beginning, Sean Blazak from the Mule Deer Foundation. And Sean, welcome in again. And man, 2022 is behind us. I think 2023 is going to be a big one for uh, Mule Deer, isn't it? Yeah, it should be. We're getting a lot of good things done. I have a lot of cool projects going on and some different type of ventures. We're, you know, making some money to get some good things done on the ground for mule deer here in the state. You, uh, you and I were talking about over the last year or two, how, uh, mule deer foundation has really uh, benefited from some, uh, Wyoming made alcohols. And obviously you had the, the Wyoming whiskey bottles that have uh, been out every year. And now you guys are kind of branched off even further. Yeah. We've had a few more partners, uh, black tooth brewing out of Sheridan, Casper and Cheyenne did a beer with us that started late summer and went through hunting season. Then Big Lost Meadery out of Gillette, Wyoming, produced a blueberry sage mead that is called Icon of the West. And it's a pretty awesome mead. And they're selling that both online and in their stores and giving a large chunk of their proceeds to us. And then also Cowboy Country Distilling out of Pinedale, Wyoming, is doing Blaze Vodka, which is a jalapeno bacon vodka know great with bloody marys and other type of drinks and that's available in stores throughout wyoming there's something fun that different distilleries and brewers are making for us and we do have another distillery going to be making something for us coming up this summer so keep your eye out for that but you know our local businesses always support mule deer and we appreciate it greatly you know, when you and I talked last, we talked a little bit about some of the things that went on in 2022 with the Mule Deer Foundation. You guys completed a lot of projects and did a lot of good things in the state. But 2023 is already shaping up to be a pretty extraordinary year, isn't it? Yeah, 2023 is going to be awesome. There's a lot of federal money out there this year that we're putting in for and combining with our monies to get even more done. And Game and Fish and other organizations like Forest Service and BLM, too, are getting a little bit of extra money this year. So we'll be able to get a lot good done for mule deer. As you've all noticed, mule deer are hurting and still have been, but we're, you know, getting that good work done on the ground. So they'll start to do better and better, hopefully. And, you know, every dime helps, every penny helps so we can match all those different federal funds and other grants we get so we can get more done on the ground. When you look at the numbers of mule deer, and you did mention that they're down, and they've been down for the last couple of years, but with all these projects that are coming up, how does that help the population of mule deer here in the state? So habitat and fencing projects and research projects, you know, especially the habitat and fencing, just makes it easier for those mule deer that are on the ground to survive. So if you have some that, you know, may make it through a winter with better habitat, that always helps. Of course, you know, there's other things like disease that takes them down, but anytime we can help them make it through the winters and just, you know, survive and do better and have higher productivity as far as fawns go, you know, we'll gradually increase our number of mule deer in the state. And of course, everyone sees we still do a bunch of hunting in the state, but you got to remember that's mainly bucks. So that doesn't actually affect our populations. That's just additive mortality a.k.a. it doesn't actually affect the base population numbers. So, you know, we're doing lots of great things for mule deer and game and fish doing their part and Forest Service and BLM and all the other organizations are also doing their part. 
And one way that you can help out is attend the banquets that uh, are put on every year. And matter of fact, coming up January 21st at the uh, hangar here in the Casper area is the next one here in our, our uh, area. Yeah, and that one's a blast. It's, it's a pretty nice banquet. It's not too huge, but it's a fun time. Just make sure to get your tickets early because we're anticipating selling that one out fairly early this year. There's always tons of prizes, including lots of guns and different hunting gear and different hunting trips. And it's just a good time. It'll be a good barbecue meal with lots of meat and, of course, all the other type of stuff. But the main thing is, you know, coming out for that night that you're supporting the animals you love to see in the wild, you love to hunt. You know, if you help me, you'll do, you're also helping everything else when we do our projects as far as, you know, wildlife goes. So we appreciate everyone who attends. And, yeah, if you have a business, it's a good way to write off money and you know come bring your friends out to a fun banquet and of course when you uh come to the banquet you're a member of the mule deer foundation yes anyone who comes to our banquet becomes a member it's just part of the cost and you know the good thing if you become a member you'll get our magazine and mainly you'll know that you're supporting mule deer um you'll get all the updates on what we do and you know just know that you're supporting mule deer in our state and around the west well, the best way to find out more is go to muledeer.org slash Wyoming and, of course, all over social media. Just look for Mule Deer Foundation in, uh, in Wyoming. But, Sean, it's going to be a good event. How can people get their tickets? Yeah, just go to that page that you just suggested, muledeer.org slash Wyoming. You can just click the Casper event there, and you can get your tickets right there. Or you can go to Facebook, you can IM us, or you can call me. Whatever works. But, yeah, we appreciate you guys having us on here. We always love being on Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Can't wait to see you out at the hangar on uh, January 21st. And, Sean, thanks a lot. Thank you.